beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, God's Son, happened just as it was written about in the prophecy of Isaiah. Look, I am sending my messenger before you. He will prepare your way. A voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make his paths straight. John was in the wilderness, calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. Everyone in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem went out to the Jordan River and were being baptized by John as they confessed their sins. John wore clothes made from camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He announced, one stronger than I am is coming after me. I'm not even worthy to bend over and loosen the strap of his sandal. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. About that time, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. While he was coming up out of the water, Jesus saw heaven splitting open and the Spirit, like a dove, coming down upon him. And there was a voice from heaven, You are my Son, whom I dearly love, and you I find happiness. At once, the Spirit forced Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among the wild animals, and the angels took care of him. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee announcing God's good news, saying, Now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives, and trust this good news. As Jesus passed alongside the Galilee Sea, we saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away they left their nets and followed him. After going a little farther, he saw James and John, Zebedee's son, in their boat repairing the fishing nets. At that very moment, he called them. They followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired workers. Jesus and his followers went into Capernaum immediately on the Sabbath. Jesus entered the synagogue and started teaching. The people were amazed by his teaching, for he was teaching them with authority, not like the legal experts. Suddenly there in the synagogue, a person with an evil spirit screamed, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One from God. Silence, Jesus said, speaking harshly to the demon. Come out of him. The unclean spirit shook him and screamed, and then it came out. Everyone was shaken and questioned among themselves. What's this? A new teaching with authority? He even commands unclean spirits, and they obey him. Right away, the news about him spread throughout the entire region of Galilee. As soon as they had left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve him. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. 
In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to the deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him, and kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as your testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the word so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country, and people came to him from every quarter. looking at how do we more fully encounter and understand Holy Scripture. And we begin today by encountering the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. A good place to start. It is a good place to start. And often when we get done encountering Holy Scripture, whether we have read a psalm or read a chapter in a book of the Bible, we find ourselves going, okay, now what? Yep. <laughs> it, yep. It's like that moment in your workout when you complete the warm-up and go, oh, I got to keep going. <laughs> There's more to do. I guess so. What now? And I wonder, I would ask you guys, what now? Well, I mean, I think sometimes we do feel like we have to have all this other stuff that has to happen after we finish our reading, whether it's one chapter or multiple. <clears throat> and I think some days the simple answer is you close the book. Mm-hmm. And you begin your day or you end your day um, or you get back to your lunch break, right? Wherever it may come. I think sometimes the fact that you simply open the Bible, took a moment to read a few chapters or just one is enough. Yeah. But we also know that there's other ways to engage. Yeah, I am definitely prone to wanting to just have every little detail explained to me, which is why mm. I turn to podcasts and message series and things like that. And I listen to... I oftentimes will find myself just gathering as many words and and processing so many things at once that it actually just becomes too overwhelming. And so I need to do that more often. Just close the book, let it kind of stir in my subconscious for a while and let see what pops out to me. Um, but often I will find myself first just like, oh, well, what does that mean? The demons, the this, the this, the, all the things in the in the book. I'm like, I got to go find a podcast about this. Yeah. It's usually my first my first reaction. But sometimes that can also be what you just said is another helpful technique. Sometimes yeah. when we close the book, the next thing could be a 
devotional guide. It could be a podcast um, or another piece that's going to help us understand maybe a little bit more that partners well with what we've just read. So that's another thing you can do when you're starting to read the Bible is find a partner thing to go with it. Um, And in your preferred format, because you can find YouTubes and um, podcasts and and Instagram uh, accounts to follow and you can. And, and, and sometimes websites are helpful. Uh, Luther yeah. Seminary puts out a website called enterthebible.org. Yes. And, and it is incredibly helpful. If you're looking for that context of, of you know, I, I know mental illnesses, we talk about it today, but what does that have to do with demons in, mm-hmm. in the first century? And is there a connection there? Is there not? What was the understanding of things within the yeah. first century? Um, you know, we can, we can learn some of that contextual stuff. And- but Enter the Bible Enter has the Bible. a scripture index, yes. right? So you can you can go to where you're studying. So that's a great one that no mm-hmm. matter where you choose to start, whether in Mark um, or any of the other places we lifted up last week, that is a great resource to go to. You can get background on the book. You can get yeah. a little deeper dive into the individual scriptures. You can find just, it's like having a study Bible available from your smartphone, right? So it. if you're, no matter where you are, you've got it to engage. And so sometimes we just need to close our Bibles mm-hmm. and slow down. Sometimes we need to take the curiosity that God has sparked in us through this engagement and go, I got to learn more. Yeah. And sometimes we just need to sit with it mm. and rest with it. Yeah. Dare we say pray with it. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to encounter it and say, even, and because the thing I love about praying after we encounter scripture is because sometimes when we read something, it seems incredibly clear what this is intended to mean for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, it seems like it's incredibly unclear what it's supposed to mean for me. And yet in both times when I slow down, when I begin to pause and allow the the spirit of God to work, often I'm not left in either one of those places. Mm-hmm. I'm not left in the simplicity of my first read, even if it seems clear. I'm not left in the muddiness and uncertainty uh, of my first read if it seems abundantly muddy and unclear. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm there is a place of greater clarity, even if the clarity is a conviction that I need to learn more. Mm. I need to, to read more, to encounter more, to hear more. Um, and sometimes it is clarity on what do I do with this for today. I love that you lifted that up because I think there's so many times where we want to jump to give me the answers, instant mm. gratification culture. And sometimes God is actually Call showing up. <laughs> Not just you, because you also lift it up that, right. you know, um, what do we do in those spaces? And and that sometimes you need to let it roll around in your subconscious. Right. Or I know, you know, for the Enneagram people out there, and if not, Kiefer and I are like, oh, yeah. this, our, our brain wave is on the same link. You and I do. We, we roll around things in our head constantly all day. So this scripture reading isn't going to just stay on the page, right? Mm-mm. For for people like you and I, it's going to stay in our brains. For other people, mm-hmm. it's going to be in the emotions they encounter of the day. And for others, it's going to influence that gut instinct that you have for the day. And yeah. to allow the scriptures to influence any of those places um, is powerful. Um, but even in, in the... I think back to seminary and Daniel, I feel like you probably had 
um, a professor that said a similar thing to mine, um, if we didn't have the same professor on this, but in preaching, okay. when preparing to preach, um, Alice McKenzie yep. used to always say, I had an adjunct that semester. I'm really sad I missed out on her, but that's just a side note. I had her twice. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> he took yours. But this, but, this ad, but this adjunct said, taught a lot of Alice McKenzie, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but Alice McKenzie is known to say, the commentary is the last thing you go to. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's something, too, that even if we're just reading the Bible, you know, not many of us out there are having to prepare a sermon every week. But I think if we allow mm. the commentary, the devotional, to be the last thing we go to, it allows God or the Holy Spirit, dare I say, even, um, to work and wrestle and move within us to speak loud truths we need to hear yeah because sometimes even if we're if we're not engaging commentaries if we've got our study bible i know i've watched this happen in bible study here Uh at the church on a number of occasions before we finish reading a passage people have gone to the notes at the Uh bottom to figure out what does this mean right Uh um and and sometimes we've been called to just sit with it yeah um and i know for me when i sit with it i'm better able to live into something jamie clark souls okay uh, lifted up during our time at perkins Mm -hmm. is that she she loves John the Gospel she of John. Lo- oh, she does yes. love John um, All right, cool. a lot. Um, but one of the things she lifted up is, is that the more we encounter Scripture, that you know, for her, one of the goals of Christian life is to encounter Scripture enough so that the lens we see the world through is a lens of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and, and I think we can do that more fully when we just sit and rest and be. Yeah. with it from time to time, not always looking for it to to fit a specific function, yeah, but just to be something that we encounter on a pretty consistent basis. And since we're in the Gospels, that's a great time to point out that that's exactly what Jesus did, Yeah, was he lived in the scriptures so well, he knew them so well that he simply lived them. Yeah. And I think we probably could name people in our own lives that you know they live in the scriptures because they've come to live the scriptures. I, I love Jesus lived into them so much that he gave his mama a heart attack. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, mama, I'm just hanging out in the synagogue. What's the deal, mom? Where else did it's you like, expect oh me to be? And, and I can just say, as a parent who has never actually lost a child, but you know, you have those moments where you're like, where are they? I cannot see them. Uh-huh. And and let me just say, as a giant person with tiny children, uh-huh. it is hard <laughs> to see them sometimes. Right at your feet. You're like, where do I, I go? That has happened. <laughs> um, your heart never beats mm. faster mm. Yeah. than when you think you've lost a child. And, and yet, in that moment, Mary, you know, Mary is going, Jesus, come on. I mean, yeah. and we, we don't see him getting a swat on his backside. Although I was talking to Beverly, our kids director this weekend. She's like, surely she popped him, right? <laughs> um, That's hilarious. You know, it, it was the first century, it right? It was the first century. Um, she's like, I don't care who That's your daddy right. is. Uh, <laughs> but he didn't think a thing of it because he was just embodied and living and encountering mm-hmm. In the back of your head, when you lose your kids, are you like hoping they've found their way to like a synagogue ever? Like, right, no, I, I have not had that thought. I may have that thought like, now. Like, oh, I can't see um, it. Like, I hope they're in a. I hope they're in the chapel. Right. Wander down the not uh, down the H E B aisle to find the candy aisle, but to find the Kneeling. synagogue. Right. At the altar of the. 
Pringles or whatever. Here I hope that they have not walked to a synagogue because that's a long walk. That is a long walk. walk. (laughs) Um, There are other neighborhoods where it's a much shorter walk, but here it would be a long walk. Uh, We have digressed a bit here. We have. Uh, It happens. It does happen. And and we hope that you see in the midst of that that sometimes the life of faith is one that is filled with absolute clarity and direct access, and and sometimes it's full of digressions. Mm -hmm. But no matter what it is, God is honored in the midst of it. That's right. And so our encounters of Scripture will take us on digressions, and that's okay. And sometimes Uh, those digressions happen because we are having conversations So can you find conversation partners that will also hold you accountable to saying, hey, I want to do this small thing, read this one chapter a day. Is there someone in your life, whether it's your family um, or whether it's a dear friend that you can say, hey, we're going to read this one a day and, you know, maybe a couple times a week we're going to touch in and have a conversation. It maybe it digresses a bit, but... But Maybe you can it find. still honors God mm-hmm. in the Absolutely. midst of it. It is the the faith equivalent of your workout buddy, who That's you right. know you're going to see at five o two in the morning when uh-huh. you both look terrible uh, <laughs> and feel terrible. Mm-hmm. But if you don't show up, they will miss you. They will, and they are not there. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm just Kiefer. And again, thank you so much for listening um, and sharing this podcast with all the people. Um, And as we uh, continue to talk about scripture, as we continue to engage it as a community um, and bring more people into the conversation, we invite you to invite people into this conversation. The best way you can do that is uh, by leaving a review, leaving a comment on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. Um, those are those are the best ways to get us on other people's feeds and, and bring more people into this uh, conversation and help more people learn how to encounter their scripture. And if you have someone that you've heard ask the question, how do I read the Bible? We're trying to answer that. Absolutely. Would you share this podcast with them as well? It is as simple as clicking two buttons on your computer. Click share, type their email in, click send, and you're done. And you're done. You are done. We thank you so much for gathering with us, whether you gather with us every week or you're one of those people who your friend has shared this with you this week as you try to encounter Holy Scripture. Welcome. Welcome. We are glad you're here. We thank you for gathering with us. And now that we have gathered, uh, we'd like to invite you to a moment of growth. Today we invite you to grow by simply continuing to encounter Holy Scripture. Know that there will be days when at the end of your reading, you close the book. Know that there will be days that at the end of your reading, your mind won't stop spinning and you open a new book so that you might learn more. Know that there will be days when after you encounter Holy Scripture, you just need to sit and pray and be open to where God is leading. I hope today is the day you encounter scripture, and I hope that you listen to the Spirit when you get done. May we grow by encountering God's Spirit through Holy Scripture this week. And now go, receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go this week. In the quiet days when you don't know what to think, Jesus blesses you. In the days of reading where it all makes sense, feels like these words were pinned down just for you. Jesus blesses you. 
and on the days where you're just happy you made it to the mat, to the reading of the scripture of the day. Jesus blesses you. Go in peace this week, now and always. Amen. 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 Amen.